श्री गुरु चरण सरोज रज निज मनु मुकुर सुधारी बर रघुबर बिमल जसु जो दायक फल चारी बुद्धि हीन तनु जानिके सुमिरो पवन कुमार बल बुद्धि देहु मोही हर हो कलेश बेकार जय हनुमान ज्ञान गुण सागर जय कपीस तिहु लोक उजागर राम दूत अतुलित बल धामा अंजनी पुत्र पवन सुत नामा महाबीर बिक्रम बजरंगी कुमति निवारी सुमति के संगी कंजन बरन बिराज सुभेशा कानन कुंडल कुंचित केश हाथ बज्र ओध्वजा बिराजे कांधे मूंज जने साजे संकर सुवन केसरी नंदन तेज प्रताप महाजग बंदन बेत्यावान गुरियति चातुर राम काज करिबे को आतुर प्रभु चरित्र सुनिबे को रसिया राम लखन सीता मन बसिया सूक्ष्म रूप धरिसी यही दिखावा बिकट रूप धरि लंक जरावा भीम रूप धरि असुर सम्हारे राम चंद्र के काज सवारे लाए सजीवन लखन जियाए श्री रघुबीर हरषि उर लाए रघुपति की नी बहुत बड़ाई तुम मम प्रिय भरत ही सम भाई सहस बदन तुम रोजस गावे अस कही श्री पति कंठ लगावे सन का दिक ब्रह्मादि मुनीसा नारद सारद सहित अहिसा जम कुबेर दिख पाल जहाते कभी कौबिद कही सके कहते तुम उपकार सुग्रीव ही कीधा राम मिलाय राजपत दीधा तुम्हारो मंत्र विभीषण माना लंकेश्वर भय सब जग जाना जुग सहस्त्र जो जन पर भानु लीलो ताही मधुर फल जानु प्रभु मुद्रिका मेली मुख माही जलधि लागी गहे अचरज नाही दुर्गम काज जगत के जेते सुगम अनुग्रह तुम्हरे देते राम दुआरे तुम रखवारे होत न आज्ञा बिनु पैसारे सब सुख लहे तुम्हारी शरणा तुम रक्षक काहू को डरना आपन तेज सभारो आपे तीनों लोक हाकते कापे भूत पिशाच निकट नहीं आवे महावीर जब नाम सुनावे नासे रोग हरे सब पीरा जपत निरंतर हनुमत वीर संकट ते हनुमान छुड़ावे बद्रम वचन ध्यान जो लावे सब 
पर राब तपस्वी राजा तिनके काज सकल तो साजा और मनोरथ जो कोई लावे सोई अवित जीवन फल पावे चारो जुग पर ताप तुम्हारा है पर सिद्ध जगत उजियारा साधु सत्य की तुम रखवारी असुर दिकन राम दुलारी अष्ट सिद्धि नव निधि के दाता अस पर दीन जान की माता राम रसायन तुम्हरे पासा सदा रहो रघुपति के दासा तुम्हरे भजन राम को पावे जनब जनब के दुख बिसरावे अंत काल रघुबर पुर जाय जहा जन्म हरि भक्त कहाय और देवता चित्त धरही हनुमत से ही सर्व सुख करही संकट कटे बिटी सब पीरा जो सुबिरे हनुमत बल बीरा जय 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 हनुमान गुसाई कृपा करो गुरुदेव की नाई जो सत बार पाठ करे कोई छूट ही बंदी बहा सुख हो जो यह बड़े हनुमान चालीसा हो साखी गौरी सा तुलसी दास सदा हरिचेरा की जय दात हृदय बहडेरा पवतरे सकट हरद बगल मूरती रूप राम लखन सीता सहित हृदय पशु सुरभूप सियावर राम चंद्र की जय पवन सुत हनुमान की जय वापति महादेव की जय बोलो रे भाई सब सतन की जय श्री राम जय श्री कृष्ण लेट्स स्टार्ट विद अ वेरी ब्यूटीफुल स्टोरी दिस वाज बीइंग नरेटेड एट अ टैट टॉक बाय अ बंक अ बुद्धिस्ट बंक ही सेड दैट देयर वर अ फ्यू पीपल लिविंग एट अ विलेज एंड दिस विलेज वाज एट द फुट हिल्स of a very tall mountain amongst all the other people there was one curious person who really really wanted to know what was there at the top of that tall mountain so whenever he would see somebody had gone up and was coming down he would run to them and ask so how was it how was climbing up the tall mountain what was there up you have been away for a very long time kindly tell me what was it what did you see how was the experience so every traveler who had gone up and came down would narrate his experience his sightings what was his version of what he saw and he kept doing this activity he would really want to go up but he thought let me just check and ask people what is the path how is the path how difficult is the path or how easy is the path 
what is required and what to expect at the end of the mountain, you know, at the tip of the mountain. He was thinking that if I'm putting in so much effort, let me be well prepared and I need to be very sure that it is worth the effort. So he kept asking and days and months went by. He interacted with a lot of travelers. So he had a big, huge data sheet with him telling him what to expect, what to experience, right? How was the path? Till later he decided and he told himself, now that I know how it is, right? Because I've asked so many people, I know what to expect. I know how the journey would be. I know what would I see at the end of it. So why bother taking the journey at all? Now I know, right? Because everybody has told me, now I know. So what is the point of going ahead? So he decided not to embark on this journey at all. He decided not to climb the mountain at all. He decided not to go at all. Because he thought, he knew what to expect. But he did not realize that words have only this much of a power. Words, yes, are very important, right? Because I'm talking and you're listening only because we have words. Had we no words, how would it operate, right? How would I record? How would I send you the material? But words are necessary. But at the same time, the capacity to explain and express is very limited. What I am trying to tell you and what you understand could be two different things. Because you will actually receive it partially probably. Due to your conditioning, the understanding could be different. And the words can have various meanings, right? So the transmission of the experience is never complete. The transmission of knowledge is never complete if one relies only on words. But as we say, right, words and words are all I have to convince you right now. Don't even try to convince you, to share this blissful scripture. He did not realize that after a point, words are futile. Totally futile. Words can only take you this far. But you have to experience it yourself to get the real essence of what is being told. Many a times this is what happens to many people. They get stuck in the experience. They get stuck in the scriptures, they get stuck in the rituals, they get stuck in their gurus, they get stuck in their organizations that they are not willing to experience it themselves and rise above it. Yes, it is essential to have a, have a guru. Yes, it is essential to go through the scriptures. Yes, it is essential to discipline yourself through the rituals. But to stop there and take other people's experience to be the word that this is it is wrong 
as many people, that many experiences. Had he climbed the mountain and taken this tedious journey, probably he would have realized that what was told by various different people was beautiful, yet my experience is different. What I expected to see is not what I'm seeing at the top of the mountain. We have to understand that there is not only one path. And going by somebody's words is beautiful to start with. But one has to embark on this journey and experience the bliss on his or her own. Words people can take us or you only to a certain to only not they can't take you on a journey also they can only arise or awaken the curious you that's it awakening can be done by these words but experience has to be your own but they cannot give you an experience they can show you their path a guru a teacher can show you this is my path. You have to find your own path. But that is where most of the seekers fail. Because they feel that there is only one path and when this has been told to us, that is it. It is never like that. So when we enter the scriptures and we are, we are trying to understand that, we have to realize that these are a means and not the end. When we meet a guru, we have to realize he's the means and not the end. When we are doing our rituals, especially our rituals, we have to realize they are just a means to discipline us. Definitely not the end. The experience is beyond. The experience is beyond. And when that experience is going to come to you, no amount of words would help to explain the divine bliss. But yet many try because they have tasted the nectar and they feel that why not share with everybody. So with this thought in our mind, we have to someday experience the divine ourselves. We will embark on this path. We learn from other people's experiences. We will help. We will read and take help from the scriptures. But to awaken us so that we can experience the divine ourselves. That should be the objective. And if one does not embark, if does not, one does not want to take the plunge or does not want to climb the mountain, what is there will always remain unknown. Always remain unknown. To get to the best of pearls, the pearl, the person has to dive into the ocean. To find the depth of the ocean, you have to dive into the ocean. Sitting at the shore, neither will you get the pearl, nor will you be able to assess the depth of the ocean. Sitting at the shore, is definitely safe, right? A ship, 
or the harbor or at the harbor is definitely safe but it that is not where it was meant to be and that is the safe with all of us living our lives the way we are living it right now indulging the senses fulfilling our desires yes getting brownie points here and there by doing a little bit of service to others too to what to justify that yes yes we are helpful nice kind human beings is not enough it is not we have to leave our comfort zone we have to be willing to accept a new way of thinking we have to be willing to be shaken out of our blissful paradise but that is the price to pay and what is this price for the truth the eternal divine truth the eternal divine bliss kuch paane ke liye kuch khoda to padega hi ab aapne kya khoya wo to sabhi aane par hi pata chalega once you get then you will decide whether you lost or you did not making that decision right now is not worth it now in the last session we were talking about vastas right vastas what are vastas we said we talked about shastra now we are talking about first we talked about astra now we are talking about the shastras right shastras are the one which will be thrown at a distance right they will be thrown at a distance thrown away and astras are something we hold in our hand and all through vibhishan gita we must have realized that we were talking about good qualities good characteristics not in one place did we mention not even in one place did we mention any vices did we like sauraj dhiraj tehirat chaka सत्यशील बल विवेक शक्ति प्रचंडा बर विज्ञान कठिन कौडंडा अबल अचल बन त्रोण समाना सब जब नियम सिली मुख नाना दान परसु बुद्धि शक्ति प्रचंड एंड लास्ट वीक वी आल्सो डिड अबाउट टॉक्ड अबाउट पर विज्ञान द नॉलेज ऑफ द सेल्फ पर मींस बी एंड विज्ञान इज विशेष ज्ञान दैट इज ज्ञान इज व्हेन यू नो जस्ट टू रिपीट दैट यस व्हेन वी रब टू पीसेस ऑफ वुड टुगेदर फायर विल कम आउट दैट इज ज्ञान मोस्ट ऑफ द पीपल स्टॉप देयर they are very good gyanis you ask them and they will tell you but tell them ab kaise aag kaise nikale they will not know they would not have ever tried it themselves but a vigyani is that who has actually rubbed the two pieces together fire has come out and what did he do he took a pot he put it in water and rice he cooked the rice and he ate it that is vigyan very of experience it internalized it and lived it that is vigyan and that is kyan so how how do we reach from 
gyan to vigyan right when we are cleansing ourselves when we are talking about courage and all that when we are nurturing these qualities we gyan is going to arise right what is gyan gyan is the true knowledge gyan can be the knowledge of the scriptures gyan can be the knowledge of the books that is true that knowledge is going to arise but how do we take that gyan to vigyan knowledge of the self see there are very a lot of layers isn't it a very simple example is of a onion when you start peeling the onion ultimately you realize that there is nothing inside the onion it's hollow there are no seeds but those layers and layers and layers around the onion make us feel that there must be something within so by nurturing all qualities one by one one by one one by one we have removed a lot of agyan around us right and the gyan has started to dawn but to take this gyan from only true knowledge to vigyan is a big leap not everybody can do it many tapasvis sages swamis sadhyasis sada sanatan dharmis they get stuck at gyan and for noble people it will be like oh my god he's so knowledgeable but knowledge is not equivalent to self realization sooner we understand the better it is putha pad pad jag bua pandit bhaya na koi dhai aakhar prem ke pade so pandit hoi by reading thick thick books and getting all the gyan you do not become lovable your heart does not start oozing love you do not become a parvigyani where is where the heart ruptures with love for everything and everyone knowing that there is divine and all that person is a true parvigyani that person is worth being called a brahman the one who knows brahma not brahma there is a difference between brahma and brahm brahma is yes one of the three that is brahma vishnu mahesh and when we are talking about brahm there is one that one which is formless and which how the vedas describe as he is this he is that he is this he is that and later on they start saying they negate they say ye bhi nahi wo bhi nahi ye bhi nahi wo bhi nahi now how do you explain him that what is brahm brahm and the one who knows brahm is a brahman is a parvigyani just a charliya baaki to you can keep assessing kya hoga so buddhi so we talked about that so how do we take that leap that is the question right and we are talking about buddhi shakti prachanda so buddhi is one missile buddhi yes our buddhi is one missile which can help us destroy some negativity what can our buddhi help us destroy and then what is it abal achal ban thron sabana Now what is a throne it's a quiver abal and achal pure and stable mind is like a quiver right in which you are going to put your arrows again arrows travel a distance right 
when you shoot a arrow it goes to a distance so what are your arrows sab jab niyam seeli mukhana sab yab and niyam are the three different types of arrows which are there in your quiver so for that you have to have a quiver to have sab yab niyam to be able to do sab dab yab niyam we have to have a pure and stable stit by by man bind right and at the same time what is my missile it is buddhi shakti prachanta now you might have a question over here and this question should arise does sab yab and niyam lead to stability and purity or once the bind the attakaran is stable and pure then you are able to do sab yab and niyam what is it it's a catch 22 let's try to understand this with a very very simple example and this is something that we need to understand in order to understand what our scriptures are telling us many a times people are going to do tapasya to get stability right but after getting stability also why do they continue doing that tapasya then and what is the tap- difference between the tapasya or the austerities which have been done the sab yab niyam which has been done before the mind well mind was abal and achal and what is the difference when it is done after the mind is abal and achal raat din ka farak hai there is a difference between these two night and day pura night and day ka farak hai this sab yab niyam we are going to talk in the next session about this but these are austerities these are tapasyas which are undertaken to calm the bite but is it possible for a unca for a unstable and restless bite to do sab yab niyam it is possible but the results are going to be different one is sadhan and the other is sadhana in our scriptures it is said that till your effort becomes effortless suppose you have taken up jump very simple many of us take up jump right many of us take up meditation many of us take up chatting that is a ongoing thing nowadays ki i am going to do this much of jump or i am going to do this much of chatting or every day i am going to chant this particular stotra right now assess yourself when you sit to do the stotra or the jump how much effort is going into is your mind totally submerged in the thought of doing that japa or that kirtan or that bala if not you are trying to get your mind focused isn't it that effort is being put until there is effort it is not a sadhana it is a sadhan and it is said that a person is not even started the jap tap till it becomes effortless so how do you make something effortless very simple by keep doing it and by keep practicing by keep practicing till it becomes effortless and when it becomes effortless your journey actually begins for instance suppose you are many of us are doing a lot of uh yoga asana or exercises at home right now 
till your body hurts right first time or the second time around if you have done strenuous exercise what happens it is unable you are unable to even get up and sit <laughs> the body is so stiff isn't it but if you stop there what will happen whenever you start again the same experience of a stiff and painful body is going to come back but at that time it is an instruction that don't stop keep doing your exercise slowly your body and your muscles won't be sore anymore so you keep on keep on keep on keep on doing that exercise till those 10 repetitions or the 15 repetitions which are being done become effortless your body does not hurt after doing those and when that happens what does your trainer do he said okay now it's easy for you to do 15 now we are going to introduce another 5 or 10 and when the other 5 or 10 i introduce what happens again the strain starts again the effort is there initial 15 that became effortless you did not even know your body did not even feel anything after you finished those 15 from that painful state where you are trying to do a jump to a state where effortlessly the jump is happening with full concentration that is where your sadhana has become till then <coughs> it is just a sadhana suppose you say i have to control my mind to control your mind what do we do most of the time we of course we talk to the mind we are going to come to that later but we'll say okay from now on once a week i am going to fast great very good or many people say i'm going to observe bored when you observe bored what is it for 4 hours a day i'm not going to talk or probably once a week i'm not going to talk right why are we doing this we are doing this to get control of our mind isn't it but then there will be a stage right where you will not want to eat even a morsel of grain extra knowing that i don't need it my body does not need it every extra bit that i eat is being taken away from somebody else or every extra bit that i eat makes me a sinner right because gluten is sin or when you just don't want to talk because you feel ki kya fayda faltu ki idhar udhar ki baat karne mein what is the point of talking about some random topic or gossiping about somebody and wasting energy i'd rather remain quiet and open my mouth only to talk about the lot now what is the difference between the first moderate and the second moderate the first moderate was intentional you had to keep yourself from talking to people you wanted to pick up the phone and say pata hai kal aisa aisa hua tha but the second type of moderate is where you do not want to pick up the phone where you do not want to gossip where you do not want to utter a single word other than the name of the lord there is a big difference between the two the first is sadhana where there is a lot of effort being put the second becomes a sadhana where it is happening automatically where you know that the right thing to do is talk about the lord and good things around us and conserve our energy and direct it towards the higher goal this transition happens but kahi na kahi to shuru karna hi padega na so you start with a forced born rat and end if you persistently carry on you end with a conscious willing born rat 
you start by forcing yourself not to eat you end with a willingness not to eat anything more than you need to sustain yourself there is a big difference what is sadha with effort when that is the case you have not even walked 1% on the path abhi it is a plateau the steep climb has not started climb upward has not started and what do we feel i have done itta jab itta tap kuch to hua nahi so you felt ki you are doing something right it did not become a part of you till the feeling is that i am chanting every day or i am doing kirtan every day that feeling of that kirtan and me are different is there till then you have not even taken one step towards moving upwards but that effort is needed and you have to continue doing that effort till you don't even realize ki you have been doing kirtan it becomes an integral part of you just like breathing do you say ki yaar main thak gayi itni der se saans le rahi hu ya main thak gayi itni der se aankhein khol ke baithi hu wo bhi ho jata hai par ha thak gayi itni der se saans le rahi hu no it is an integral part of you if you don't you will die right that kind of an integration of these chanting and these prayers and the lord has to happen at that time you have embarked so there is this difference between sadhan and sadhana and to deal with our vasnas abhi you are we were talking about astras where we were dealing with sadhan and when we are talking about shastras we are making moving towards sadhana where we are going to make it an integral part and when it becomes an integral part we are not attacking the vices we are attacking the vastas think about it so how do we attack the vastas so what do we do the second question would be okay so what is sadhan the other is sadha so sadhan is you keep putting an effort till it becomes an integral part of you where you don't even realize your chanting and jump becomes one with you just like your breathing is an integral part of you you don't even realize that there has been effort it becomes effortless it becomes sadha right and we took two examples of bowed and fasting that those are the most common things that we do now how okay suppose how do we work towards it how do we go against the resistance of our bite right when you are fasting there will be severe resistance oh my god i want food you crave for food you want food so what do you do at that time suppress is that the right thing to do can we actually force or suppress our bite into doing what we wanted to do and suppose we do and we are successful in forcing our bite will it not rebound suddenly one day when the situation is conducive for the mind the bite is going to come back with vengeance you bounce a ball on the floor it rises up with vengeance right so is that the way is that no it is not the way so what do we do then if not that what do we do let's try to explain this first with a story theek hai the story was that a king had four horses and these horses were the best of the best there were no four horses like these in the entire universe but there was a big problem 
the biggest problem was that the king was unable to train these horses now when you are unable to train these horses they are literally useless isn't it so he tried and tried and he called a lot of trainers because he knew these are the best horses if they were able to be trained they would make a magnificent ride and the king really really wanted that they would help in the battles also however every trader who approached these horses to train them was killed by the horses jagli ghode the they could not be tamed so finally the king said let me send out word whoever is able to train these horses will be given a precious position in my kingdom he will be made probably the head of the army or something precious so he the went, words went out and many people thought that just four horses we have trained so many before we can manage and they came and most of them were killed the others were injured badly it just so happened that people stopped coming and the king had almost written off these horses when a bad came in and he said listen i will train your horses the king said are you sure do you want to die or get crippled or he said no 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 nothing of that sort will happen but you have to follow my rules and conditions if you are willing to do that then i take up the responsibility to train the horses the king said okay what are, what are your terms and conditions he said i put what one year the horses are going to go with me and for that one year nobody is going to interfere you would not know where i am i promise after one year i'll bring your horses back well trained the king was like one year you won't even last a minute in front of these horses but the king said as it is i'm going to ride these horses off even if he goes and they never come back it is as good as now so he said okay i agree to you and this man took away all the four horses and a year went by and the king thought he won't come back the king had decided he thought that he'd never come back but it just so happened there was cheering outside the palace and the king, king ran out to see what was being cheered what was the cause of joy in everybody when he reached there what did he see those four horses which nobody could train were working in a straight straight line this man was riding one of the horses and they were following his instructions the foot movement you know the movement of the legs and the march of the horses were actually aligned at fully as per the instruction of this man the king was astonished and did not believe his eyes and when he came in of course he glorified he got gave him all the uh, rewards everything was given but the king was curious he wanted to know how did this miracle unfold stay with me it's a very important story how did this miracle unfold and he asked this man what did you do you made the impossible possible how did you manage he said i will tell you my king and they sat down and he said see when i took these horses away i realized that they were not at all receptive to me they would not let me touch them they would not let me be with them so what i did was i just let them be i just let them be and i started 
spending time with them if they would be sitting i would sit with them if they would eat i would eat with them if they would be like uh, running around i would try and be one with them so soon they started accepting me as one of them they took me to be the fifth horse and then for the first time when i touched them they got irritated they got annoyed they jumped but slowly they accepted that yes and they let me pat their manes and uh, you know at one day i start tried to sit on them the first time when i tried they threw me off but gradually with patience i would roam around them and now they felt that i was one of them so they allowed me to sit and time went by and then i thought that i'll put on the saddle and he did and they allowed gradually and then i decided to get on and pull the reins and teach them tricks and they allowed me to do that gradually because they thought that i was one of the four horses they had accepted me as one of them i had developed the trust that i would not harm them i am exactly like them i want to be with them there is no danger from my side to them so the resistance was not there any more they recognized me as one of them and when that happened when they let me sit put the saddle and ride them i started teaching them tricks and what happened after that is in front of you okay beautiful isn't it so you might be thinking what does the lesson of training a horse have to do with vastas and buddhi and uh, mind it does and the effort and effortlessness sadhana and sadhana what does it have to do with the topic of today it does this is how we are supposed to behave with our mind also it's very difficult to tame your mind you can control everything but are you able to control your thoughts in a day we have 60000 thoughts 60000 thoughts going on through our mind are we able to control them but who says that you have to control them who says that every negative thought has thought has to be said no you cannot come to my mind no 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 how many times you have to repeat to yourself that i won't get angry i won't get angry i won't get angry that is what we teach ourselves right every time we do something wrong we say no 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 i won't be jealous i won't be jealous i won't be jealous by saying jealous three time you have harbored in jealousy more into your heart you have harbored in anger more into your heart that is not the way it is supposed to be done so the other people were trying to train the horses in the wrong way this man realized that this is not the way we cannot actually repeat or impose we have to understand recognize accept and then eradicate he let the horses be he let it rain he let them be the way they wanted to be he just watched them and then he recognized how each is supposed each of the horse functions he accepted them the way they are and then he investigated and then slowly he trained them 
first of all we lie to ourselves we don't even know who we are the acceptance of who we are is not that do you do we even know ourselves how many of us can say that we know ourselves we know the other person better we do not know ourselves we do not want to know ourselves we are afraid to know ourselves and if we know we are afraid to accept the biggest lie that what tells is the lie told to oneself we all are liars and we lie to whom the most we lie to ourselves the most we are not honest to ourselves until that honesty comes in no change will happen vasta vritti to chhodiye vices bhi nahi jayegi first is acceptance yes this is what i am this is what i do and knowing that this is not right so over here he became accepted by the horses we have to accept ourselves the way we are in order to work or ourselves is it it we don't accept ourselves most of the time we want to be something else we want to be somebody else we don't like ourselves unless it until what develops a love for himself or herself how will that person love anybody else think about it self love self respect acceptance of who we are acknowledgement of our tendencies whether they are right or wrong and forgiveness towards the self these also require practice when we start working on ourselves we don't have time to work on anybody else kehte na bura dekhan main chala bura na dikhya koi jab ban jhaka aap no mujhse bura na koi agar mere mein itni buraiyan kut kut ke bhari hui hai to i have so much work on myself where do i have the time to mind somebody else's business where do i have the time to judge somebody but we feel that we are pure we are kind hum to jaise kehte hai na doodh se dhule hue hai and then we start looking at dirt in other people the minute you realize that there is so much dirt in me the other people's dirt won't be visible because you'll be so busy cleaning it up so he became accepted they recognized him and then they let him work on him or them the horses let the bad work on them till we go through this entire process our mind will not let us work on it bind you i am not the mind i am not the body i am not the thought you have to non identify yourself from the mind body and thought we feel i am the body i am the mind i am the thought you know the story of puranjana and bhagavat is exactly this he says i am the body i am the mind i am the thought and he gets so that is why we get so swayed when our thoughts are sad we are sad when our body is hurting we are hurting when our body is uh, happy we are happy when the sense object pulls us towards something we get pulled assuming that it is not the sense objects that are pulling us it is we who want those things nahi that is a we have to not identify we have to recognize that we are not one with the thought we are not one with the mind we are not one with the body we are two different entities over here your clothes are not you are your shoes are not you your house is not you 
in the same way the body is not you your thoughts are not you the mind is not you non identification is very essential yet recognize investigate accept and then start changing and working and how do you change so how do you work okay fine is it again this also i understand how do we eradicate masters how do we eradicate masters there was a shop owner and his wife passed away and when his wife passed away he had to take this little boy with him to the shop and when his mother passed away he was very he was very hurtful and he became very broken and he became very rude and he became a very notorious kind of a child so he would go to the shop with his father because there was no other place for the father to leave this child and every time a shop a customer would come to the shop this little boy would run and pull whatever headgear he was wearing could be a cap could be a pagdi and he would literally pull it down and throw it on the floor and he kept doing it and i'm sure you know if the son was acting like this the father would have reprimanded him would have told him kabhi pyar se kabhi gusse se what would what would be instruct we all our parents right we will say aisa nahi karna hai kisi ki pagdi utha ke niche nahi fekni hai you are not supposed to pick up the cap and throw it down that is what we would do right ye galat hai isko nahi karna and we will highlight the wrong that is being done and that was what he was doing till one day buddh gautam buddh was passing by and this man ran to gautam buddh he joined his hand he said see buddh my son look at the way he behaves i've been telling him it is not good to throw away pagdi to throw away somebody's cap but he is not i've reprimanded him i've cajoled him i've bribed him i've done everything possible positive or negative but yet he is not changing can you please help me and both she went and he said yes i will but only one condition what is the condition you won't question what i'm doing is it okay i won't question what you are doing so bhuchi turned and he went in and there was something on his head and this boy ran he pulled it out and he threw it on the floor and uh, stopped on it bhuchi just smiled next day he came and when he was about to lunge for the cap he threw a stick bhuth threw a stick bhuthaji and he said hey little boy please go and get it at that time the boy forgot pulling the cap because he was suddenly directed to get something else which was on the floor so he ran and he got the stick and again he was about to reach for the cap and he threw the stick again and he said listen sorry the stick fell down again can you please get it for me and every time he met the boy he kept doing this activity so the boy forgot pulling the cap or the pagdi from the head instead he lunged down to get the stick and give it so but so that soon the habit of pulling the cap vanished without the boy knowing without any reprimanding or without any highlighting of not pulling the cap away what did he do what did putha do he replaced instead of highlighting the negative he replaced it with a positive act 
And what was the father doing? He was highlighting the negative act and telling him not to do the negative act. He was not substituting it with anything else. And that is how we deal with our mind. Sochi. That is how we deal with our mind. Wherever we get angry, what do we tell ourselves? Kussa nahi karugi se. And full day long, you will be highlighting anger. Although you'll be saying nahi karna hai, but highlight. So, aap anger hi kar rahe na. Have you substituted that action? Aap gussa nahi karoge, to aap kya karoge? You could highlight, from now on, I'll be loving, I'll be loving, I'll be loving. Instead of saying, from now on, I won't get angry, you can substitute it by saying, from now on, I'll be loving. From now on, I won't lose my temper. Again, lose my temper, bhi bolo. From now on, I'll be patient, instead of lose my temper. From now on, I won't be jealous, nahi. from now on, I'll be giving. I'll be joyful when somebody gets something. So don't over here in the entire Vibhishan Gita have they even once used any negative or any vice. Nay, they've been talking about virtues and virtues and virtues. And that is what we are supposed to do when we are dealing with our bite. When we want to eradicate vastas. We'll understand what vastas all also. So what will you do? This is called the act of this is not suppression. This is called sublimation. You substitute a negative thought with a positive thought. You substitute a negative word with a positive word. For instance, you are prone to getting angry. We all get angry, right? The dear and dear ones, right? Who are there in front of us, who are our closest family, who are the dearest to us, we lose our temper in front of them only. We can control it. But when it comes to our children or when it comes to our husband or when it comes to the people who we end up taking for granted, we shout. Is that right? It is not, but it is all right. So you get up in the morning and you say, from today onwards, I am going to be loving towards my children or my husband, no matter what. Because they are loving. You won't even say no matter what. I will be loving to them because they are loving to me. Or I will be loving to them because I want to be loving to them. All day long. Every time. As soon as you get up in the morning, you have substituted. I will not get angry or I always get angry to I am going to be loving because I love my family. Because that is the truth also. There is no denying that you love them. And then you carry on the entire day. So you have substituted. You have not suppressed with a positive thought. What we normally do is, instead of watering the plant of anger, you start watering the plant of love. So the anger is there as it is. Okay, You are not working on the anger at all. Most of the times we are working on anger and we have workshops like anger management, stress management. You are just watering the plant, you are making it aggravate. The workshops will keep happening because you are working in the wrong direction. By talking about stress, stress, stress and anger, anger, anger and how to manage anger and how to manage stress. What are we doing? We are watering the plant of anger and stress. On the contrary, there should be work workshops of, you know, relaxation or joy giving or there should be work, workshops of love where they don't even mention anger, where they don't even mention stress. 
so at that time the minute you stop thinking about anger and you start watering the plant of love you're not working on anger you're just not watering the plant of anger you're watering the plant of love what will happen to anger the plant of love is going to flourish right and it will bear fruits but because there has been no water in the plant of anger what will happen that plant is going to quilt and die without your knowing the only thing we did is we substituted we moved away our thoughts from anger to love that is all that is needed and there this plant of love grows the plant of anger is already gone there was no need to work on the anger the need was to work on love there was no need to work on jealousy the need to work on giving it was there was no need to feed anger or jealousy or you know try to remove it it was just that we needed to feed and water the plant of love and generosity at the other plant just quilted away and when that happened what happened our innate vastas what are vastas now birth of the birth of the birth we act right at the world and they create impressions in our chitta and we carry one body after another body we have some innate tendencies in us and these vasta these are sub subscars ye iske sanskari hai right you know there would be an example where the parents are good but the child is so bad i don't know what's wrong with the child you'll say shayad uske sanskar hai or the parents are criminals and the child is like a sadhu iske sanskar hai purva janam ke janam ke sanskar hai so these are his sanskars right so he has been taking carrying forward those tendencies of good or bad sanskars we all carry it forward in our life now these sanskars are because of our previous karmas these karmas become samskar and these samskars are revealed in the form of our vastas general tendency pata nahi kyun gussa aata hai par aata hai there is something which causes me you know there is a fear of water in me but it is there somehow i can't explain why in this life nothing of that sort has happened i just can't stand this kind of a situation why i don't know it is just there to explain it further just take a bowl of uh, achar or a very a, a vessel where a very pungent or very strong smelling substance like achar or a pickle or something has been there if you just remove the pickle and you wash the jar will the smell of the pickle go away no it remains multiple washes are needed a lot of bleach is needed even then it is very difficult to remove the stench or the smell of that particular strong strong pickle vastas are fragrances vasta is the smell only which travels with us birth after birth so it is easy to control and work on the current that we can see but how do we cut free from the vastas of the previous birth vastas which we can't even see but they are causing vrittis in our mind what are vrittis the thoughts so the thoughts are not only because of our current situation and conditioning current situation se matlab hai they are not only because of the current situations and conditionings of this birth but we act and talk and do because of the current previous situations also our previous births also so previous karm they lead to samskar the samskars 
lead to vastas and the vastas become vrittis and these vrittis are the thoughts in our mind so when these thoughts are arising what do we have to do we have to substitute you have to keep consciously substituting never suppress if you suppress whenever you are off guard they are going to come back with vengeance you suppress anger it will come back with vengeance you won't even know which and you will feel it is gone but it is not gone it is lurking in the corner finding an opportunity to shoot up so never suppress our scriptures never talk about suppression they always talk about sublimation beautiful example is valmiki ji when he was ratnakar what did Darat Muni say. Darat Muni said that आप राम राम बोलो. He said मैं तो राम राम भी नहीं बोल सकता. From my mouth तो बरा 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 ही will come out. I can't say राम. The depth of why he can't say राम is a different story altogether. But he could not. But he sat down. So every negative thought he started throwing stones from one side to the other, saying बरा 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 till it became राम 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 so he replaced every negative thought with a positive thought vigilance alertness being in awareness consciously he replaced every negative thought with positive thought anger with joy and yeah? jealousy with generosity yeah? then all the negative thought all you can think about all the negative thoughts that come to your mind and you keep replacing them consciously and you don't think about anger you think about love every day and gradually that plant is going to wilt and the new plant is going to take form so kobo here valmiki took the name of the lord he wanted to get rid of his lower tendencies and lower vrittis and vastas so what did he do he connected to the higher you want to get rid of chocolates you connect to good and then when you want to get rid of good it's a different story altogether but at least the chocolates are gone right so good is jaggery so then here the minute you leave your hands right and you leave both your hands and hold on to the feet of the lord the feet of the guru the feet of the positive suppose you are very miserly by nature how do you get rid of your miserly nature by practicing generosity not by telling yourself ki i don't want to be a miser anymore i should give i do no, you have to start practicing generosity dono hath se dena shuru karna padega and soon before you know you won't be a miser anymore in the same way the bidet so what is sublimation sublimation is holding on to something higher and when you hold on to something higher the lower tendencies will automatically go away suppose you are holding a four and if you want to hold something else if you want to hold a glass with both your hands with a big glass what do you do you let go of the four right the bidet you want to hold on to something else you have to let go the so bidet you hold on to the lord's name or the greater good act the negative tendencies negative act anger will automatically slip away that is not suppressing it that is just sublimating ignoring the negative nurturing the positive that is called sublimation never suppress and how do you sublimate by practice and how do you work on the bite by practice there is no other way so what did buddha do he substituted the tendency of throwing the cap 
to telling him to do what so what we do is we tell our mind not to get angry but we never tell our mind what to do instead acha theek hai gussa nahi karna hai to fir kya karna hai ye batao na so we never instruct the instructions are never complete that kind of work has to be done on our mind it is not easy nobody said it is right ye aag ka darya hai aur doob ke jana hai it is a double edged sword and you are walking on the blade and that is the way it is that is the path of spirituality whether you like it or not it is not for the fate of heart so this is called the art of so what what did you study we studied about sadhana at sadhan how when it becomes effortless the sadhana starts we talked about suppression and sublimation we are talking about all these in the context of karma samskar vasna and vritti what are we trying to get rid of we are trying to get rid of our vasadas to get rid of us our vasadas we have to correct our vrittis and those vrittis are our thoughts the harabji over here says that by mind is not mind he is using the word buddhi एक तो होता है चंचल मन द मंकी माइंड विच जम्प फ्रॉम हियर टू देयर सिक्सटी थाउजेंड थॉट्स यू डोंट इवन नो वॉट यू वॉट वी से राइट आई सो डेस्परेटली वॉन्टेड दिस बट इट नेवर हैपन टू बी बिकॉज यू वर नॉट डेस्परेट इनफ यू थॉट्स केप चेंजिंग आई वॉज रीडिंग सब वेयर इट इज रिटर्न दैट वी ऑल हैव अ पर्सनल जिनी जिन अलादिन जैसा एंड दिस जिनी वॉन्ट्स टू फुलफिल आर एवरी डिजायर Yes, yes. He, the minute you have a desire, say I want, uh, probably say I want a Merc, a Mercedes in my house. This genie is going to run toward the Mercedes to get it for you. But before it is able to reach that car, your desires change, and you suddenly want a bigger house. So the genie says, "It's okay. Probably they don't want the car anymore. Let me run towards the house." And by the time he's about to reach the house, your attention changes to a beautiful necklace probably and the genie says okay 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 fine so not the house and then he runs towards the necklace and then you say my god nothing happened in my life i never got a car or a house or a necklace why because your thoughts were not stable over here rabji is saying by besayo you know that goes at a distance and can break the shackles of the vasana is what buddhi buddhi shakti prachanna it is by buddhi is by shakti prachand shakti prachand is like it's a magnificent power that is by buddhi again reminding you there is no difference between mind buddhi chit and ahankar it is the same equipment but the texture of the equipment changes the thoughts changes the quantity of thoughts changes are we but how can you reduce your quantity of thoughts from 60000 to less kaise kaise hoga by practice okay a very simple example if we are made to talk about negative things about other people don't we have a lot to talk about suppose there is a restriction that you are supposed to talk about only positives no negative word no negative gossip no nothing what the amount of talking reduce because after a point you would not know what to say in the same way when a negative thought is substituted by a positive one gradually the number of thoughts in our mind reduce karke dekh lijiye hota hai 
and thire 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 it becomes calm it becomes focused we started this vibhishan gita with focus and speed and we see it in all our masters you give an encyclopedia to vivekananda ji he'll read it before we can wake he'll finish it and he can narrate it back to you where with where there is a comma and a full stop at every page where which what is written why because his buddhi is prachand strong focused our buddhi is not focused focus is the key to any success be it material or spiritual if there is no focus there is no success the difference between a successful person who has reached the top and a person who has not is this only buddhi prachant nahi hai that focus you know where you just put hoods on your eye and you say that is my destination that is where i am going to reach kuch jata hai to chala jaye koi aata hai to aa jaye but i am not going to sway so rab ji is saying i have a prachand buddhi focused mind pure and focused mind there is not so many thoughts to distract me i have worked on making my mind focused another example of a focused mind and how a focused mind can connect to the universe a pure and focused mind buddhi have you gone to rishikesh if you go to rishikesh during the rainy rainy season gagaba is like you know she's flowing and gushing and she is pretty loud near the jhula she is not but yet she is loud and gushing and there is, you cannot see the base okay you cannot see the floor of the river it is all muddy you drop a coin you won't be able to find it ever however when you go during winters and you look at the same river she's calm and quiet if standing at a distance you can see the floor of the river drop a coin you can pick up the coin you know exactly where the coin is you can see multiple fishes going around fish in the river it is so spick and span and clear and she's not noisy she's not gushy the flow of water has reduced and when the flow of our thoughts reduce our mind is not a monkey mind it becomes focused it becomes a very strong weapon it is just like a knife a knife in the hands of a murderer can kill but the same knife in the hands of a doctor can save lives this mind is like that only it is a knife it depends on how you want to use it what you make of it so when you substitute it you reduce the number of thoughts it becomes like ganga during winter otherwise it is ganga during the rainy season not only will she go if you dare to enter she'll take you with him with her that's the gusher that's the flow of ganga at that time so that bite where it is during the rainy season the bite is not going to stop and if you try to put a barrier or try to suppress it it's going to take you with the flow and then kuch bhi nahi hoga लेकिन कोशिश तो मैंने बहुत की थी पर ये जो बल है ना मेरे बस में नहीं आता आई एम अनएबल टू कंट्रोल माई माइंड नो बडी इज आस्किंग यू टू कंट्रोल इट वट आर वी आस्किंग यू टू डू रेकग्नाइज इट एक्सेप्ट इट द वे इट इज देन इन्वेस्टिगेट सब्सटीट्यूट सब लिमिट 
And remember, not identify with the mind. If there is a negative thought, that thought is not me. The thought is in my mind. It is not my thought. We feel, oh my God, such a neg- I had such a negative thought. No. The mind had such a negative thought. Then, non-identification. I'm not the body. I'm not the mind. I'm not the thought. Then you can work on it, right? For instance, again, let's take the example of a doctor. A doctor will never operate on his son because he'll say, this is my son and how can I work on it? Work on him, you know? What if something happens? What if my son dies? That emotion is so much that the best of doctors, the best of surgeons, the hands would tremble. Yet, you put the same doctor in another situation where nobody related to him is on the operation theater, on the operation table. Oh, he'll walk in without any emotions, work to the best of his ability, and that person is going to come out healthy and hearty. What changed? Identification. Stop identifying with your mind. Stop identifying with your body. Stop identifying with your thoughts. Then you'll be able to work on yourself. If you don't identify, then you can work. But if you identify, will you be able to work on yourself? So gushing, so many thoughts are gushing, so this jiddy gets confused. That is where we started, right? So this jiddy gets confused. So every time the jiddy is trying to get you something, you have another thought. Every time he is approaching, probably want to eat a cake, okay, he'll make that cake happen for you. the cake will appear. Okay, probably, you know, he'll throw those signals in the universe and somebody is going to get a cake for you. But before the cake can reach, you would have already changed your mind towards a samosa. Now, in the lockdown, we are cooking a lot, right? So that's why I'm talking about food. So this is what happens. We are unable to control our mind and direct it in one direction. Ramji over says that my biggest strength is my buddhi. It is focused and steady and it works for me. I am the master of my buddhi, not the other way around when the mind is my master. We are all the slaves of our own mind. We are all the slaves of our own senses. We are all the slaves of our own thoughts. But Ramji here is not. He says, my mind is focused. It works like this. Buddhi prachanda. And when your mind is clear, when your mind is focused, when your mind is controlled, when there are not hundred uh, thoughts flowing through your mind, when you know there is this one thought, then miracles happen. And we feel it's a miracle, it is not. It is the working of a focused mind. What is needed? Effort is needed there. Paritta effort, dalikon. And then, when the mind becomes so focused, you can see that pianist who has played that masterpiece was so connected to his music that he forgot even his own existence. When the artist is painting, he was so connected to his art that he forgot his own existence. When a sadhak is doing his sadha, he is so connected to the sadhyay that he has forgotten his own existence. And then the sadhak, the sadhana and the sadhyay become one. There are no two left anymore. We have seen it happen. It does not only happen in spirituality. It happens in various fields. And then we say, oh my God, nobody else could ever 
before or after produce such a masterpiece what happened that buddhi became so focused that it pierced it became one with that piece of art so to be successful in any field vibhishan gita is telling us how our scriptures tell us how but we feel that scripts the scriptures are too cliche and you know too old fashioned to understand kya bol sakte hai fir to buddhi prachand right and now what is he talking about the next thing before we close the session we'll talk about is abal achal bad trod samana abal and achal pure and kabaid we talked about a focused buddhi pure and calm let go to delve into deeper meaning of purity but there was this lady and a sadhu came to take you know he was he came with his begging bowl and he wanted some food so he came bikshab de mata bikshab de mata bikshab de mata and this lady came out with a freshly brewed you know freshly cooked bowl of kheer and she offered the kheer to the she was going to offer the kheer to the uh, sadhu when she said no no i cannot put my kheer in your vessel what is a throat we are talking about quiver quiver is what it's like a vessel for the arrows isn't it where the arrows are kept so she said no 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 i cannot put my kheer in this dirty bowl of yours there are layers and layers of other fruit give it to me i'll wash it and i'll give it to you and the, <coughs> the sadhu kept haggling but the women refused she said till this bowl is clean i'm not going to put my kheer in it so finally the sadhu gave it she went there she washed the layers and layers of food which was stuck there she made the bowl nice and crystal clear you know you can actually see it shine and then she poured her kheer into it what is it telling us abal achal bad throd samana the buck that we have in us हमारे मन में क्या क्या नहीं भरा हुआ है इट्स बक इट्स डर्ट इट्स लेयर्स एंड लेयर्स ऑफ इट टिल वी क्लीन दोज लेयर्स विल एनी विजडम डॉट नहीं वी ऑलरेडी फुल राइट मोस्ट ऑफ अस आर फुल वी आर सो फुली कंडीशन वी आर सो फुल ऑफ आर सेल्स वी आर सो फुल ऑफ आर नॉलेज वेरी आर टाइम्स वी सेट टू लिसन नॉट टू लिसन एंड अक्यूमुलेट एंड एनालाइज एंड सेल्फ असेस or understand or you know do banal later no we listen to judge we listen to compare we listen to think ki ha kya bol rahe kuch samajh aa raha hai is it worthwhile or not no because we're so full of ourselves so to have an abal and achal bad is calm and pure as empty mind totally empty no preconceived notions no hatred no negativity totally pure and pure and empty just like the vessel the lady put kheer in after she cleaned up all the layers so that's the way the lord is he say unless it until your heart is pure i'm not pouring in any knowledge suppose you have a pot which is filled to the brim with water no matter how much it rains will any rain water go in it nahi suppose you put the pot upside down and it rains no matter how much it rains will the rain water go in it nahi what do you have to do suppose the pot is cracked no matter how much it rains will the water be retained no that is the condition of our mind also right till we fix the crack 
till we empty ourselves until we clean ourselves no wisdom is going to dawn no divine knowledge can come in the self cannot reveal the self uske liye kya karna padega effort karna padega all through the sessions we have been talking about ways to make our mind abal and achal pure and calm and stable ram ji was stable day before he said they said you will take the throne he said tathastu no problem no expressions no joy next day the throne has been taken away from you 14 years one was no no problem he said tathastu no expression no grief no blaming anybody sab hod har bhavi prabhal bilaki kae budinath hari lab ji van baran yash apyash vidihat to fir kyu pareshan ho raha hai jab hamare haath pe hai hi nahi yash apyash feb di feb ta what is it hod har bhavi prabal bilaki kahe burira hari lab loss and gain yash apyash life and death feb and di feb all these six are dotted our hands then why do we get so anxious why do we get so agitated nothing has changed right now before covid also nothing was in our hand now also nothing is in our hand nothing has changed nothing has changed raja janak a student came to raja janak to learn from him okay but you know raja janak was living in a palace opulent lots of uh, glamour around him he was decked up with the finest of clothes and the sadhu baba they thought that you know what is he going to teach me he is so into materialism he is living in the glories of the world he is so worldly by nature how will he teach me anything yet because yagdavalk said ki no you can be taught only by raja janak so you have to gain knowledge from him so this student went and he was sitting outside his ego was it i am better than raja janak i left everything i am a bug i am so pure i am so i cannot learn anything from raja janak sitting there full of himself full of ego full of i am i am this i am a bug he is not full of what the goodness in me and the seeing the worst in somebody else so raja janak did not see him but uh, he was also adamant he did not go and every day he was made to sit at a place where they would come and throw trash so take it he sat he sat he sat and but he was determined so one day raja janak called and he came in and said raja janak because my teacher has asked me to take knowledge from you although in his mind he said you are not fit i think i should be giving knowledge to you tumhe kya pata hai tumhare ko dekho na tumhari lifestyle kya hai uh and all that and but yet because uh, this is the case just give me tell me what so and so and how should i live and he said i should take the secrets of how one should live in the world from you and in this bite he was saying look at you you don't even know how to live in the world you're so opulent you're so possessive you have so many things raja janak said i'll teach you i'll teach you but in only one condition he said what the entire day you have to walk around my kingdom with a bowl full of oil to the brim the bowl is full filled to the brim and you have to walk around my kingdom with the bowl he said okay he said no 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 i have not completed yet 
along with the bowl filled to the brim, I will make this huge man, who is double your size, with a big sword stand behind you. The minute even one drop falls to the ground, he will chop your head off. The sadhu said, what? And uh, he said, it's up to you if you accept this. And if you are successful and not even a drop falls to the ground and you come back alive, I will give you my knowledge. I'll give you my gyan. Otherwise, you are not suitable for it. Now, the sadhu, the student was desperate because his teacher had asked him to take knowledge and he could not go back without taking the ticket. He said, okay. And he took the bowl, filled to the brim. And who was behind him? This huge man with a huge sword ready to chop off his head if even a drop fell. And he is walking around. And Raja Janak organized a feast for him. He organized feast. He decorated the city. There were flowers of all kinds just so that wherever he goes, there would be, you know, jugglers and magicians and parties going on and so much of music. He decorated the town to the brim. You know, opulent material was being sell, sold and this man was made to walk on the streets with a bowl full of oil with the thought in his mind that even if a drop falls, this man standing behind me is going to slay me. And he was supposed to walk around the city the entire day. So he walked around the city all day long, very conscious. His full focus, again, focus, Buddhi prachanda, was on this bowl because even if one drop fell, what would happen to him? Ram Nam Satya hai. Okay. So he walked, 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 walked. Full day. At 7 he came back. And he actually, he was so relieved. He said, oh, the minute he put the bowl down, he was so relieved. He looked at Raja Janak and looked behind. Finally, that terrible looking man with a terrible looking sword was no longer behind him. And Raja Janak said, so... <coughs> How did you like my city? I had made special decorations for you. There were special feasts planned for you. There were afsaras who had been called. There were elephants who were dancing. How did you enjoy my city? And the sadhu looked at Raja Janak with a blank look. He said, what city, what fragrance, what flowers, what apsaras? All day long, my entire focus was on this bowl of oil because death was hanging over my head. One drop down and I would have gone. So at that time I did not stop or even realize or even notice that there was so going so much going all around me. Just imagine. I did not notice. And Raja Janak said, this is exactly how I live. I am in samsar, but at the same time I remember that that death is hanging over me. And when I am so focused and know that any time will be my time to go, and I am focused on the Lord, I am always focused on the Lord, that no matter how a opulent things are around me no matter how much is on me no matter how glorifying my kingdom could be I am not attached to it because my focus is fully on 
God and I know that any time I might have to leave. And when you live in this world like this, Raja Janak becomes a Brahma Rishi, a Maharishi. Kehte na, na jhak, na jhak chodo, na hari bhoolo, karab kar zindagani me, jiyo dunya me, yo jaysay, kabal rehta hai paani me. The kabal is in the kitchen only, but untouched. Raja Janak was in the midst of the best material things. He had it on, he was wearing them, he was living, he was in a cal- cal- palace, but untouched. Why? Because his entire focus, buddhi prachand, was directed towards the Lord. His man was shant and calm because there was no distraction of the senses around him. Abal achal. And he was pure. Totally the Lord was his focus. Abal achal. Pure and calm mind. Just like Ramji, no matter what the situation you do not get drained of an energy. For us, the minute a negative situation comes in front of us, the first thing that happens is, Are chakkar are, I'm drained. I do not know. My mind is not working straight. My vision is clouded. My mind is not clouded. I can't think straight. And Ramji is saying, that is not my case. My mind, my mind, my mind, my mind is pure and achal, calm, stable. It has no upheavals, no matter what the situation. I can think rationally, I can think straight, I can act. It does not matter whether my son is on the operation theater or somebody else's son is on the operation theater. If I operation, I can do it. It does not matter. Like there was this major, like the story is very close to my heart also. Where the partition happened. A lot of our soldiers were taken away by Pakistan and vice versa, of course. But the partition had just happened. So a lot of the people in the other side had reported to a lot of generals in this side. So one of the general's son was also taken away. So out of regard and sympathy and the relation, he called that general and he said, I'm sorry, sir, uh, along with all the other soldiers which have been taken away, your son is also there. And because of the relationship I shared with you and your family, I am willing to return your son. And what did the general say? Yes, 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 return my son. No. You know what did he say? He said, listen, either give me all or you give me none. He did not think that it was a son. Either give me all or you give me none. He never saw his son again. Abal achalban, pure and calm, no matter what. Because there is a total non-identification. And you are always embedded in the truth. That is Ramji. That is Ramji. That is what makes a Ram a Ram. That is what makes a Krishna Krishna. That is what makes Vibhishan Gita so divine. Abala achalabad throda sabhara. What is it? In this abal and achalabad, we are going to continue this. Abal and achalabad in the next class. Only when your mind is pure and calm and sub and stith. When your mind is pure and calm, what comes in? Calm. No matter what the situation outside. The arrows of sabata 
the arrows of Yab, the arrows of Diab can be put in it. Many times we feel by being, you know, by doing all the Yab and Diab, we can become stith. Yes. Again, we are going back. It is a sadhan. And when it becomes effortless, your mind becomes abal and achal bad, and those Yab and Diab are ready to shoot and destroy an enemy and destroy the vastas which are distant and which you have been carrying forward birth after birth after birth. So he's saying, Abala achala bada throda sabhana. These are the quiver. This is that empty vessel which has come and clean in which I hold yam and niyam. And that is ready to destroy any enemy. Fir to kuch bhi For these, this kind of a person, no situation is traumatizing or terrorizing because this person is able to hold on to himself. Along with the session, I'll send you a poem. And Sar Vibhishan Gita ka wohi poem hai. If is the name of the poem. Please read it. Internalize it. And that is what our scriptures teach. That is what Vibhishan Gita is trying to teach. Spirituality, spirituality and material life are no two different things. Sanatan Dharma is a way of life. And Sanatan Dharma is teaching us how to live our life. We live our entire life without actually knowing how to live it. We operate this complex mechanics or complex instrument called the human body without reading the instruction manual which are the scriptures. We need a life without knowing how this human instrument works. Without opening even one manual. And then we say ki abhi to thodi sabhe ye puja, paar, jab, tab, grad padde ka sabhe, 70 saal, 80 saal. Tab what change will you make? You would have used, the equipment would have become worn out by then. And then you will open the scriptures. तब आपसे बैठा जाएगा नहीं क्या साधना करोगे सोच सोची and as we said in भज गोविंदम कल सबे मिलेगा यही सबसे बड़ा भ्रम है कल सबे मिलेगा यही सबसे बड़ा भ्रम है tomorrow I will have time is the biggest illusion of all. Jai Shri Ram, Jai Shri Krishna, Jai Hanuman, Jai Hanuman. Shri Krishna Govinda Hare Murari, He Nath Narayan Vasudeva, Shri Krishna Govinda Hare Murari, he Nath Narayan Vasudeva Shri Krishna Govinda Hare Murari He Nath Narayan Vasudeva He Nath Narayan Vasudeva He Nath Narayan Vasudeva Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya 
ओबो भगवती वासुदेवाय 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 रामलक्ष्मचार की जय बोलो हनुमान की राम लक्ष्मण जान की जय बोलो हनुमान की राम लक्ष्मण जान की जय बोलो हनुमान की अब जय बोलो हनुमान की बोलो बजरंग बली की जय जय श्री राम जय श्री कृष्ण हरे राम हरे राम राम हरे 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 कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे कृष्ण कृष्ण हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे कृष्ण कृष्ण हरे हरे राम राम हरे हरे कृष्ण कृष्ण हरे हरे 